Welcome to the Laws of Wellness, brought to you by Zaparis Lawyers. Here are your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to the Laws of Wellness, brought to you by Zaparis Lawyers. Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always, I'm joined by Australia's King of Wellness. How are you, Damien Christoph? Oh, great, Pierce. Great, Pierce. I'm so excited. This is my favourite time of the year, and you know, Christmas at this time of the year for me, being a Christian, is something that I love to celebrate. And for many people that listen to this, they might not be Christian, but it is that time of the year where we get an opportunity to socialise. The weather's great here in Australia, particularly if you're here in Melbourne with us. The weather is unbelievable. Why would you want to be anywhere else in the world? It's unbelievable. And, uh, and I have to tell you, uh, I'm excited about this episode, PC. I love to chat about all things Christmas and particularly the themes that we bring up in this episode. Oh, absolutely. So for everyone at Zaparis, whatever culture you're from, again, we will default to saying Christmas a number of times, but this is summer. This is a time where there's a lot of social gatherings and engagements going on. And we talk about the way to serve food over summer, the way to consume alcohol if you drink it, the way to converse with people, even if you don't necessarily get along with them so well, um, what to do when you're full and you just want to lie down and have a nap after a bit of overeating, you know, Uh how to deal with the rush and busyness and constant social engagement that summer can generate, and even how to um, distribute and finance gifts over this sometimes financially stressful time for people. So enjoy episode seven of The Laws of Wellness brought to you by Zaparis Lawyers. Damo, it's Christmas time or the holiday season, and let's just call it summer in Australia. Uh, and. There are a lot of festivities across all cultures, across all people. There's a lot happening over this time of year. And as a chiropractor and a naturopath and Australia's king of wellness, it would be (laughs) remiss of us not to have a conversation around health, around summer, but I think on a broader level around conversations and engagements with family, particularly that we may not get along with because Mm -hmm. we all get stuck into the food and maybe a bit of alcohol over this time of year and if we're hanging around with people that we don't see eye to eye with um, and we don't tend to see a lot during the year it can be one of the more emotionally stressful times can it not oh yeah totally piercy and let me just start by saying that this is the hap hap happiest time of the year and i love it like it's it's my favorite time of the year (laughs) you were born for this time of the year weren't you Gosh, from November 1, I've been singing Christmas carols. Trudy hates it, and uh, but I absolutely love it. Trudy is my, my practice manager, not my wife. My wife, Amber, she almost hates it, but she, I think she loves it deep down. But I have to tell you, this is the greatest time of the year, but you are right. Some people cut up rough at this time of the year, and they cut up rough because they don't like catching up with people they don't like to catch up with. And, um, and but I think like at this time of the year, it's a great reminder to put all of that aside. It's in the songs, you know. It's in the songs. You got to try and you know get around it, get around each other, and have some great conversations. And sometimes it's a great opportunity to mend some wounds. But uh, let's go deep into this. This is a tough topic because some people will be struggling this time of the year. Well, just to stay lighthearted for a little bit, because I'm actually putting together why you love this time of the year. You were born on November 19, and since then, you then, as a child, you would have your birthday, and literally four or five weeks later, you would have Christmas. So you would have been the happiest kid in Australia at you know when you were growing up back then, because it was just 
presence and fun and celebration. And you've clearly taken that into your adulthood, which I love. Mm. I absolutely love. And I also love that when in doubt, go to the syllabus of Christmas carols to find out how to live a healthy life at this time <laughs> of the year. Because the quote from Damien Christoph is, it's in the songs, people. It's in the songs. I've written it down. So when in doubt over this time, I'm going to Bing Crosby. I know he's your favorite crooner uh, at this time of the year. Yeah. And um, so it is important that we do recognize that it is not the happiest time of the year for a lot of people. And we do want to um, address that elephant in the room or shine a light on that and come up uh, and suggest, you know, some um, hacks, which I can't stand that word, some tips, some strategies, some suggestions. And one of the things, Damo, which I think is a really easy one that is just, it's passive, but it's beautiful and divine at the same time. And it's something that you and I experience day in, day out when we're in Ikaria on the little Greek island, which the New York Times called the island where people forget to die. It's serving food family style on the table. Can you explain to people that are going, what is serving food family style? What is that? Can you explain what that is for the listeners? Well, if you've got a little bit of Greek in you, then you will know that when you serve up a meal that's family style, everything comes out on separate plates. So you're not plating up somebody's meal and then handing it to them. You're actually bringing out the lamb or you're bringing out the salad or you're bringing out the turkey and it's on its own plate and everybody just dives in and goes and gets some. And that whole family style means that you're all sitting around the table and there's an opportunity for conversation. And Marcus and I often talk about this, uh, in particular on our other podcasts, um, and 100 Not Out is one of those. Uh, With 100 Not Out, we talk about the opportunity to have conversations at the dinner table, and much of that revolves around gratitude. So having that opportunity to be grateful for the food that you're about to consume and for the company that you're keeping, because so many people could be doing it way worse so they might not be having the food that you've got they might not be um around anybody they they might be pining to be around some people even though the people that you might be around might not be the people you want to be around now it's it's good to count the blessing and i think that's where we kind of go and uh, and pierce a great book that you know that we love to refer to with our, our very good friend john d martini is count your blessings and it's one of the great books you know one of the great books ever written count your blessings and mm-hmm. and ever since i read that uh i've always been reminded of in sticky or tricky situations uh look for the silver lining and look for the opportunity to um, not necessarily make amends but to have a conversation that makes you feel better count your blessings look at those sorts of things I think there's no um as someone that's grown up just in that that everyday australian christmas culture is there's no worse feeling than being alone on christmas day and there's so many people that experience that and if you don't agree with your family member that's arrived or you don't get along with them or whatever the compassionate side of it is well do they really deserve to be alone on christmas day i mean that feeling um which again people listening may have had it before or they know people that have had it like you just don't want to experience that and i think that's a really good um i'm so glad that you bring that up the other thing that i think about when you talk about family style in that way is food has become um well one it has become a status symbol but 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 secondly people's diets are so varied these days and as a yeah. former raging vegan nothing <laughs> would annoy me more on christmas day than when i would go to the more traditionally served um you know island bench where everyone was kind of plated up and food was served that was not to my taste, it wasn't to my preference, it wasn't to my desire, or I would go to get food 
that was vegan or vegetarian, but but it looked so good that, that the meat eaters loved it as well and there was none of that vegan or vegetarian food left and you were left going hungry. The benefit of family style is that, like you said, it stimulates conversation, but you don't have to have conversations of like, oh, why aren't you having the meat or why are you having more beans today or why why aren't you having any of my cranberry sauce? Don't you know how much <laughs> yeah. effort I put into it? You know, like you get to mind your own plate, take take that focus away from, you know, who's gluten-free and who's vegan and who's, you know, this intolerant and that intolerant. Like, I don't think those conversations, well, I don't think they're ever really fun, to be honest, but on Christmas Day, it's just not a thing that I think people need to be talking about. So family style mitigates that in a really healthy manner. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a, a good thing to kind of reflect on this here now, PC, is that, okay, if we're not talking about our food, we're not talking about our intolerances, uh, so we're not talking about bloating. And, you know, every time I eat a piece of bread, you know, I, I feel like I'm six months pregnant. Um, what are the sorts of conversations that you might have that might, you know, soften the mood or get things going? I mean, obviously, you and I might talk footy. You know, you might talk about Richmond and I might talk about Richmond and um, and that could be good. No, you might talk about Melbourne. I was just checking to see if you'd be listening, but uh, <laughs> just nodding away there, nodding away. He's drifted off. But uh, No, well, I'd be quite happy to talk about Richmond because, as you know, I'm an AFL nut, so uh, – yeah. I could talk about the GWS Giants if you really wanted me to. Oh, no, not really. <laughs> Although they do have a great anthem, don't they? It's a fantastic anthem, yeah. But, um, you know, conversations that are unbelievably great to just, you know, kind of strike up a, you know, a, a nice, friendly chat at the table um, are things around, you know, the common thread, the you know, which mm. I, I think in our case would be footy. Um, but it could also be your school or it could also be school friends. It might be work colleagues or whatever else. Um, even just being a little bit interested in what somebody else might have done in the year. You know, what did you get up to this year? Those sorts of things. Um, and if you couldn't give two shakes, like if you couldn't give two shakes who it is that you're talking to, don't get rattled by it. Don't uh, get riled because it's only going to affect your digestion. And uh, that's going to impact the way in which you absorb it. And if you're decreasing your absorption, you're going to be nutrient insufficient so that by later on, you might have consumed a little bit too much alcohol. And the next day, Boxing Day, you won't be feeling too good. You won't enjoy the cricket. So, you know, you're better off, you know, trying to be less agitated in your tummy. Well, let's bring up, you know, you mentioned the A word, alcohol, and I think it's really important that we address this at uh, this time of the year as well because yeah. one of the kind of you know, lifestyle factors that we love talking about is mm-hmm. uh, coffee, wine, and chocolate. But let's talk about it in the context of Christmas, and that is alcohol. And on our trips to Ikaria, you know, one of the greatest kind of um, observations is that they do love a drink, but they only drink when they're in the company of others, and they only uh, drink when they're eating as well. And so there is a great opportunity at Christmas time to not do the eating is cheating and, you know, drink to get drunk thing that that so many Australians do, but actually practice the art of alcohol and actually doing it well by enjoying it in the company of family and friends, but also eating whilst you're doing it because that will stimulate a more, you know, a slower, suppose, consumption of it. But like you mentioned earlier, the art of conversation, you know, the art of conversation and good alcohol and good food is is a wonderful thing. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, and I think the other thing too, and I know that you said that you know you want to eat while you eat while you're having a a little tipple, um, but also match it with the water, like match it, so that you uh, you do feel fuller faster. Yeah. Um, you are diluting the amount of alcohol that gets into your bloodstream. You're still having a lot of fun, like you're still having your drink, and it's enjoyable, and you do get a little bit loose, and you get that little bit of social lubrication. You know, that's always a great thing to have. 
um, particularly if that, you're that way inclined. And for some people, they might just get that social lubrication from fizzy water. I definitely feel that way, especially if I squeeze a little bit of lime into it. It's fantastic. You know, yeah. some people might be onto their second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth can by 9.30 in the morning, and I'm onto my third or fourth or fifth fizzy water. So I'm totally <laughs> – and I'm totally fine with that. I'm 100% fine with that. And I think this also brings us to the conversation of judgy, judgy, judgy. Uh, which we've had before, and so that if somebody does decide to do something that's a little bit different to what you might decide to do, um, there's no point being judgy, judgy, judgy about it. It only upsets you. It only mucks you up. And if somebody's being judgy, judgy, judgy at you, don't buy into it. Like it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a trick. It's like when you go for that three foot putt and somebody starts to talk and says, "Oh, it's slippery downhill, or it's a bit windy today." It's quicker. It's trying to get into your head. I want. I love. Um one of your tips around Christmas, which is something that a lot of people, it's almost like they um, they they know it, but they don't do it because they make all of the mistakes. It's almost like they don't do anything that we've just uh, suggested. And that is going for a walk after the big Christmas meal, because yeah. most people find themselves on the couch five minutes later, fast asleep. But yeah. one of the great underutilized healthy Christmas tips, particularly if the weather's nice, is to go for a leisurely stroll once that belly is a little bit distended. <laughs> well, the alternative is falling asleep on the couch, and you don't want to be that uncle. So it's uh, and everyone has one of those uncles. Yeah, or auntie. And if you don't think you do, then it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we used to do it when we were kids, uh, particularly if I went over to my dad's house um, and my stepmom would always say, okay, everybody, you know, we've packed up the food, let's go to the park, we'd go kick the footy or, you know, we'd go for a walk and we'd walk there and that was always a great thing to do um, to help you access some of the fuel that you've just consumed, which is always a great thing to do, um, but also just to stretch your legs, you know, because it's quite easy just to, you know, get a little bit rusty, take on the shape of a chair and uh and and just you know be there for the whole of the day (laughs) if you're doing that if you're doing that you will wake up worse for wear the next day so get up get moving um it's a great thing to do but you know don't break your routine too much either a great a great thing to do obviously you wake up in the morning you all unwrap your presents that's really exciting there's a little bit of eggnog left over from the night before you might sip on that with breakfast as well but Get out, have your normal walk, have a ride, have a run, whatever it is that you normally do. Come back, get in amongst it, get ready to go out for your lunch, get ready to go out for your morning tea. If you're going to church, whatever you're doing, you know this is your opportunity to uh, to keep to your routine. It's an important thing to do. Now, I'd love to know your views on this because you live in the heart of Melbourne and I live in the northern New South Wales regional um part of australia and i am not going anywhere this year my beautiful wife's family the martins are all staying put chris uh sarah's brother and his kids normally go down to victoria so we're all here on christmas day which is fabulous um so i would come to this conversation a little bit biased but having grown up in melbourne and had many uh christmas days in the suburbs What's your suggestion in terms of the rush and busyness of Christmas Day and the multiple, you know, breakfast in this place and hop in the car and then lunch there and then hop in the car and then drive out to Nana Joe's for dinner and just, you know, traffic and rush and not really being able to drop, like to settle into any one engagement because you're almost so rushed you're just thinking about getting on the road for the next one. Um, do you have any wisdom or thoughts as someone that lives in the hustle and bustle of Melbourne? Like what's your view on this? Do you, do you 
do you spread it out over a few days uh, or do you actually believe no christmas day is a sacred day if, if you are a christmas family and you you stick to that um sanctity what's your view on it uh that's a great question and i think we used to well, I don't think we're, I know. We used to always get to everything. <laughs> we used to do it. We'd wake up first thing in the morning. Sure, we're all scarred by the experience, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you try and squeeze it all in and, you, you know, try and make good. Um, but, you know, we'd get up early in the morning. We'd drive somewhere. We'd meet, you know, Jackson's mum and stepdad and we'd have, you know, Christmas, uh, you know, breakfast with them. Then we'd, you know, fang somewhere else to meet somebody for kind of morning tea before we headed off to lunch. Then we'd be at lunch for an hour and a half. We'd go somewhere for afternoon tea before we went to dinner somewhere, you know, and it was <laughs> packed. It was such a busy day. It was the busiest day of the year. And it's actually my favourite day of the year, um, except for my birthday. But also, Did, I, mean, know I, that? Do Christmas. <laughs> I do love Christmas. I do love Christmas Day. It is actually my favourite day of the year. Um, and I was feeling like I was getting ripped off from Christmas. I wanted more of it. And I figured the only way to have more of Christmas is to travel less, which I thought was really mm. important. So, you know, for us, that's a it's a slowdown time. And for people who are, you know, who have families that, you know, you feel like you're pulled left, right and centre, one of the great things to do is have a conversation immediately after Christmas. It's hard to do in the lead up to it. So I think what you've got to do is have the conversation immediately after say, hey, guys, Maybe it's via email because it's you know there's less confront there. It's like, hey guys, urgent, <laughs> get back to me. Going to do a doodle poll on this one. Um, what do you? What say you guys? If we find a way to do Christmas, you know, one year it's with the you know the outlaws, the next year it's with the in-laws, and uh, we try and make it a little bit easier because we're finding that it's difficult to get around. And I guarantee you that if there's five or six people in the family that four or five of the other people not including you will be feeling exactly the same way i think finding that win-win amongst the family um is is really is really key there's a lot of wisdom in there i've got one more for you and um and i I like these episodes where i just get to drop little conversation grenades and you get to share your insights you've been doing christmas for you know eight or nine years longer than i have and it is (laughs) this is your time you are captain christmas um the, the whole conversation around physical health and Christmas, it's very easy just to think about nutrition and alcohol and um, other things, but there's no denying that financial stress is the biggest stress on relationships at this time of the year. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of budgeting, uh, but I'd love to know, uh, you know, you've got a child, you're buying presents, you're very generous. If anyone's going to blow the budget, I reckon it'd be DJK because you're just so generous. But Every year. what's your yeah. view on <laughs> on how to maintain some calm around money and christmas because it is something that is is a thing for a lot of people i think what happens uh we've been sucked into the idea that uh, in giving it's got to be a gift Uh, but there's opportunities to give other things that aren't financial you know it could be service oriented uh it could be um acts of service oriented um to the extent that you might offer up time um to do something or it might be you know, finding another way to give a gift that doesn't break the bank, uh, which I think is a really nice thing to do. And, and PC, you know, when we speak to love languages, uh, you're a master at this, and so you might have a little bit of wisdom on this as well. Well, I, I don't know if I'm a master, but I do know that you have a great garden. And um, if ever I have the privilege of seeing you on Christmas Day, I'm not going to say I'm expecting it, but I would be so loved up if I was to receive some of your basil or rosemary, 
or if I'm lucky enough, some of your mint because that's my favorite flavor. So nice. if you have a garden, um, your own produce from the garden, just as the receiver, I love that when someone's like, I picked this from the garden or yeah. I baked this with my own hands, these cookies, yes. this bread, this cake. You know, yeah. um, there is a tradition for many people around uh, puddings, you know, like making your own plum pudding and those um, recipes get handed down generation of generation. So I'm with you 100%, Damo. The gifts of being, you know, the the Black Friday and Cyber Monday and the Boxing Day sales and the Christmas sales and just the constant commoditization of Christmas doesn't actually necessarily have to be that way. I know for young children it might feel like, it doesn't, you know, as a father of four kids, you know, I'm not um, giving them a sprig of rosemary out of the garden for Christmas. They're not going to appreciate it. But, um, but I do think for, uh, you know, adult to adult, there is a different way to pluck the heartstrings than just getting some aftershave or perfume or a box of chocolates, which is not to say that those yes, things are a bad presents either yeah. because I'll have that. they all have their place. And, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely open. I can leave my address in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's something definitely to consider. And, and I really, you know, and I love your um, consideration of service there as well because, you know, time it really is the most valuable thing we all have. Yeah, I totally – I know. I know, like, I could go and spend some money. And there's some people in your life that you would know that you could spend money on them and they go, oh, yeah, thanks very much. That's really nice. But if you did something for them, they'd love that even more. So and particularly, mm. you know, my mum or my brother. My or, wife, you know, acts of service. Yeah, yeah acts it, of service you know? over gifts, yeah. 100%, you know, like there's only so many things that you can buy. And so, you know, thinking outside the box and saying, I'm going to, you know, come over and spend, you know, four hours in with you in the garden or I'm going to fix up your garden for you on a Sunday and that's what I'm going to do. That That's the gift that you give. Um, for some people, that's way better than any price or anything that you could buy. Yeah. No, this is great. There is so much in here. I feel like uh, the listeners might be a little bit overwhelmed by at the senses of everything that we've discussed. So a little list for you guys going, hold on, there's a lot in here. Okay. So you only might want to choose one of these. Do you want to serve your meals family style on Christmas Day? Do you want to look at the way that alcohol is consumed um, on Christmas Day? Uh, you might match it with water. Eat it uh, whilst eat whilst you're drinking. Talk whilst you're drinking. Um, don't get drunk. Tips is great, but frown upon getting drunk. Are you going to make a greater effort to have conversations with people that you don't necessarily have a lot in common with or you don't get along with? Are you going to go for a walk after the big main meal? Are you going to attempt at a less rushed or busy Christmas day and have a conversation maybe post-Christmas day on um, minimizing the engagements, the appointments, the travel and the stress? I love Damo's one-liner, more Christmas and less travel or less travel equals more Christmas. Um, or do you want to reevaluate the way that you budget, finance and spend on Christmas uh, day or for Christmas? Are you going to look at um, different types of gifts that don't necessarily break the bank but have a lot more meaning uh, to them. So uh, a nice menu, demo of um, Christmas suggestions there that will improve physical health, mental health, emotional health, family health, and so on. And so um, have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. And Damo, may you have the best Christmas day ever. Not that you need my encouragement because you are the happiest man in Australia on Christmas day. I am. Thank you, PC, and Merry Christmas to you too. Happy and safe New Year. For you and for everybody listening to this podcast, um, we wish you all the best at this time of the year. And if it's Christmas isn't the celebration that you have, have a great time of the year and be safe. And 
and understand that this is a really special time for some other people. And if it's uh, another celebration that you have at this time of the year, which is a, you know, another religious um, celebration, then great, awesome, enjoy that, and uh, we hope that you have a great time too. And no matter what time of the year it is that you're listening to this episode, take the notes down, enjoy every single element that the summertime in Australia delivers. And until next time, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. Damo, that was a lot of fun. I reckon I agree with you. That's your best ever performance on the Laws of Wellness. You've got a real pep in your step when we're talking about Christmas. <laughs> oh, you're hilarious, PC. What a cracker. What a Christmas cracker of an episode. Oh. <laughs> do you write the bonbon jokes? I reckon you do write the bonbon jokes for Christmas. You would love the bonbon jokes. Yeah, I, I do. I, I do love them. Sometimes when I get a bonbon joke, many people might do this as well, is I take that joke. And then I own it for a little bit. And sometimes I put a little bit of crepe cheese on it. I make it a bit more mine. So, uh, yeah. No, not only do I get a joke and not only do I get a piece of plastic toy that I really shouldn't, you know, get. But I do. I make that joke mine. It's a great yeah. thing. You know, why wouldn't you want to be happier at this time of the year? Great. Christmas with benefits for Damo. Well, we hope everyone <laughs> at Zaparis has enjoyed episode seven of the laws of wellness we cannot wait to bring you episode eight and whatever you're doing over the summer look after yourself and may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life bye for now